Welcome to Row 2 Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's Row 2 Play! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Rotoplay Podcast, and this week kicks off our new monthly episode where myself and my very special co-host, who I'm going to introduce you to in just a moment, though you have already met her many times before, are just going to talk about games that we've played, games that we want to play, all kinds of different things going on in the gaming world. But yeah, like I said, I do have a co-host for these, a regular co-host who has been on the show many times. I'm talking about Kristen Devine of Dice Up Games. Kristen, welcome to this monthly show that we have not yet come up with a name for, but it will be by the time it posts. Hey, Kent. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. And yes, we're going to have to work on naming the show before it posts. (laughs) Yes, because I'm done with From Behind the Screen. Unless this comes out labeled as From Behind the Screen, then that just means we couldn't come up with anything better. And I'm okay with that. You know, just in case anyone's jumping in first time on this episode, let's just talk a little bit about ourselves. Um, I'll actually let you go first since I've been talking for a bit here. Oh, thank you. Hi, my name is Kristen Devine and my pronouns are she, her. I am one half of Dice Up Games. My husband, Tim, who you have also heard on the show many times, and I like to play, hack, and design games. I also have been writing for some games recently, which I am very excited about and hope to do more of in the future. Oh, and I'm now a monthly co-host for this fantastic podcast, Roll to Play. (laughs) That's right. Get that on your resume. It'll take you far. (laughs) All right. And like I said, uh, for some reason, if this is your first episode, uh, just a little bit about myself, Kent Blue, my pronouns are he, him, and I've been hosting this podcast by myself for I don't know, about a year and a few months um, just playing games. Really, the whole reason I started this podcast was because I wanted to play role-playing games. I figured what better way to do it than to start your own podcast and you know play all these games you've never played before with people you don't know. It was a great idea, and I love doing it, and that is very serious, even though it sounds like a joke. Kristen, it is the beginning of 2019 here. We all somehow survived 2018. Uh, So let's talk about it. But let's only talk about the good things about 2018. Mainly the games we played and stuff that interested us. I don't know. We'll just do back and forth a little bit. We won't, you know, we'll we'll just pass it back and forth. I'll start with, um, you know, I played a lot of games for the podcast. A lot of new games. A couple of games that I like to play, reliable games. Um, So I'm going to talk about one of those first. One of my favorite gaming experiences of 2018 was our all out of bubblegum game, the County fair edition, which was with you, Tim and Amanda call of age of night. Um, all out of bubblegum may be, it's probably my favorite small game, like one page mm-hmm. game, uh, just because it is a game that I can seriously run at any time with no prep. It's my go-to game. It's a game that if I need to, get myself back in the gaming spirit or kind of recharge my batteries, I will run all out of bubble gum uh, because it just, it, 
it revitalizes me. It's so simple. Uh, and it's just a game that that's just comes easy to me. I forget who threw out the county fair idea, but it was, it was, I, a, I think I'm, I want to say Amanda, I want to give credit to Amanda for that one. I agree. I think it was Amanda throughout county fair. I just started getting all kinds of ideas, uh, mm-hmm. just different imagery in my mind and stuff. Um, and it's, it's just a, such a fun setting because not to toot my own horn, but in that game, I mean, you can kind of see all the different scenarios that came out of it. There's so much yep. in a county fair that's there to, to play the sandbox. You can just play with um, from farm animals to rides to, to, to snacks. I mean, just, it was a great game for me. Uh, you know, it probably came at a good time where I needed to kind of get, you know, recharge my batteries running a bunch of games on the show so that was one of my high, one of my true highlights of 2018 yeah that was a great game um it was my first time playing a lot of bubblegum uh i have to say i'm pretty impressed that that's your go-to game because i uh am not as you know i'm not a gm i'm a player and i recently have been thinking about gming for the first time and i was talking with tim about it and i threw out all out of bubblegum what if I just run a game of all out of bubble gum? And he actually mentioned that would be a pretty hard game to run because there is so much improv and you just improv the heck out of that. So I, I think that's impressive. That's your go-to game, but yeah, I had a lot of fun playing. Um, my character, Pamela Jean was <laughs> one of my favorite characters. I would say from the games I've played uh, in 2018, she was a gem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you? What, what, what's a gaming ex- experience yeah. that you really enjoyed last year? Hmm. I actually made a list. So I was just looking at my list. Um, I played a lot of games and I probably have a couple that are my favorite, but one was definitely shooting the moon by Emily Kerboss. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we, Tim and I played that on your show. So obviously being able to be a a player with Tim was nice, but uh, I like the twist that we put on it where we were trying to become the right hand to an overlord. Yeah. I thought that was fun. Uh, It was a little more fantasy and uh, I really liked my character. So that was a, that was a good game. And I, and I think that was, is that the first time I recorded with you? I think it was, yeah. Because I remember I was I talking. It to, was. I remember I was talking to Tim about. It. I think actually it was Tim that came up with the idea of me of the uh, minions and overlord mm-hmm. type thing. So, and I remember yeah. I was talking to him about it. I think that was the first time that we played a game together. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why it's in my top. Uh, obviously, it's a fantastic system, and it was a very fun session that we played. I liked our battle at the end. Oh, spoilers! But go listen to the episode, guys. <laughs> uh, um, but also, it, I kind of it, it got me out of my comfort zone. I've, I've played a lot of homegrown games here at our table with people I know, and so recording for a podcast and having to play where other people are going to hear me play made me nervous. Uh, and I think that kind of got me out of my shell. So I think that's why that game kind of uh, is sentimental or special to me from 2018. So, yeah, I hope to get the other two games out of the romance trilogy under my skin and breaking the ice on the show at some point, because I think Emily Kerboss has she's a great designer. These three games are are really, really cool and really interesting. And you could do a lot of cool things with them. So I definitely want to get uh, hopefully in 2019. Hopefully I'll get another one of them on. All right, I'll do another one of my highlights of the year. 
anyone who, who has listened to the show or followed on social media knows one of my favorite designers is Grant Howitt. I got to know Grant's work from the one page RPGs, which are a bunch of a lot of them are silly games like Honey Heist, uh, mm-hmm. The Witch is Dead, stuff like that. But he has some kind of darker, deeper ones, uh, deeper games in there as well. But definitely the uh, kind of improv nature that I like and the kind of goofiness that I like, Grant Howitt's games usually play right into that. But this year I actually got to play or have him run his game Spire, him and Chris Taylor's game Spire for me on the show. And that, I mean, just, that's just, I mean, just bizarre. Like I still think about it and I think that, you know, Grant Howitt, my favorite designer ran what has now become probably my favorite big game Mm -hmm. for me on, on my show and, and that I was a player in it and, and, it's just, I don't know. It was just all those things mashed up into one just made for just an experience that I'm going to remember for, for a very long time. Uh, it was a, The game was a lot of fun. Uh, Spire mm-hmm. is, for anyone who doesn't know, is it takes place in a mile high city. Uh, and it's this, this story of the drow kind of rising up and trying to take back this mile high city that the, uh, the high elves came in and, and, and stole from them. So it's kind of a story of rebellion and resistance. Um, it's real dark, uh, or it can be real dark. The, the setting mm-hmm. has a lot of darkness to it, but it was such. This game was just such a special moment in time for me, just for all of it. So that is definitely, I mean, that's definitely going to be one of my. I mean, it's one of my 2018 highlights, and going to be just be one of my gaming highlights in general. Oh, I'm sure. But I do remember thinking that it sounded like everyone was having a really good time, and everyone was really into their character. It yeah, like, it was a really good episode. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody was way into it. Uh, I think we we're all. I think there was a moment early on where I can't remember exactly, but there was a moment where we kind of realized we were going to play parts of it goofy. So yeah. everybody, everybody clicked into that mode pretty quickly. It, it yep. was just fantastic. Yeah, it worked. It didn't feel awkward. Yeah, that was a that was a good game. Uh, I guess staying on the Grant Howitt theme. Oh, I can't decide. I got to play two Grant Howitt games uh, this year, both on on your show, Uh, Dr. Magnet Hands and Havoc Brigade. I think Dr. Magnet Hands, that specific session was my favorite, although I had so much fun playing the Ox in Havoc Brigade. And uh, Dave, Glenn, and Andrew that we played with were so much fun to play with. Um, but Dr. Magnet Hands, we just, we were ridiculous. And it was, oh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just, it was an interesting setup with me being across the country and the rest of you being around a table. But it, it, it felt like I was there at the table. Like, that's how well that that group of us went, like, fit together for that game. Yep. Yep. I think we should also make it a goal to have a sequel to Dr. Magnet Hands. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write the goals down. <laughs> <laughs> we should, Sweet. we should do that. We should make, we should, we should make goals for this year and, and see if we hit them. That's a great idea. Let's do yeah. that. All right. And then, uh, you know, I'll do one more highlight. It came at the very end. It's very self-serving. I'm going to talk just a little bit about something that that I've been working on with with Tim, our mm-hmm. Western game. Uh, a game that came out of a joke that I made on Facebook and spun into this big like project that now we're deep into. And we've actually done two playtests of it. Uh, just shaking out the mechanics, real rough playtests, like not even like mm-hmm. full session, like, okay, 
real, hey, here's this scenario. Here's how it works in the larger picture. Let's see if these mechanics work. But I've said before uh, uh, many times that when I started this play, this podcast and playing games, if you would have asked me if I wanted to do anything with writing or designing a game, I would have told you no and to get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but but as it goes on, I think it's just it's it's my mind starts thinking of things, and now I'm I'm kind of well, I don't want to say fully into it because I'm not fully into it, but now I'm all about designing and playing playing games and this this one that that me and tim are working on i think it's i think it's really cool uh i think it's it's i think we have great mechanics i think we have great role-playing mechanics you know just for role-playing and it's really exciting it's actually been a few weeks with the holidays since we've got to do anything with it so i'm really ready to dive back into it but that's finishing up the year it's just, a, I mean, to, to be working on this thing that it's real enough that I can see it going out into the world. You know, it's not just, mm-hmm. oh, here's this thing we talk about over beers, you know, but right. it's actually a thing that 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 looks like it's going to be a real thing. So it's been really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to continue with that. I was able to play test, not the first play test, the second yeah. one that yeah. I was in. Um, and I enjoy playtesting games. I'm going to be playtesting another one here in a few weeks. Um, and I'm, it runs differently as you know, than a a fully fleshed game, but as a player, I I love it. I love that part of the process and, and seeing and giving the feedback and seeing the designers, um, that their wheels turn and and the changes they make and are realizing that something works in game, but it's that it can't be broken. I, I love that. So I was happy to be able to play test that with you guys too. Yeah, it's 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 all new to me, playtesting and all that. And I, I it I love every minute of it. It's it's a lot of fun. So another one of my highlights I would say is O Run. Um, part of the reason is because I was not expecting to play. So I was actually able to write for this game and uh, with Tim. And I joined a call one night thinking I was going to listen to a live play run by one of the designers. And it turns out that someone who was supposed to be a player couldn't make it until later. And so I was kind of thrown in. I I dialed in, introduced myself, and they said, you're going to play. So I was nervous, uh, but it ended up being a lot of fun. It's a fantastic game, uh, very creative. There's a lot of depth. It's a bigger game, I would say, more like Spire. Um, there's a lot to it, but I had I had a lot of fun playing a game run by a designer. And by that point, it was a pretty much a fully fleshed game. So it wasn't like a play test. We were able to play it so that, that we could better write for it. We had a great time. Yeah, Hope Run's really interesting. Um, I'm hoping we can get on the show. We were supposed to around the time of the Kickstarter, but uh, schedule is just, I mean, a couple of people had to drop out and it just didn't work out. So, I, I mean, I think it's really interesting. I know I, I've seen the uh, the uh, beta rules, I think, that they released. Uh, it seems really, really, a really cool world, a pretty cool mechanic. All right, and we are joined now by Doug Lewandowski and Jack Rosetree to talk about their game in name only. Jack and Doug, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us on. So you all are going to be running a real quick Kickstarter here at the end of January. Uh, quick and super low budget. 
All right, so Doug and Jack, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourselves, just whatever you want to say. We'll start with Jack. All right. Uh, yeah, so I don't have a lot of background in the actual gaming industry right now. I've, I've done a few small projects. I've got a couple games that I um, will hopefully have published sometime this year uh, if, if things go well. Uh, but there's nothing I would throw out and you'd say, oh, that's that's a credit to his name. Um, so this is going to be kind of my first thing. I had a, a failed Kickstarter for a uh, card game called ABXY uh, at this point, I think two years ago, somewhere in there. Uh, that Doug's played and he can he can you know loved it cheer it on. Yeah, um, yeah. It plays a lot like uh, uh, Pokemon the video game as a card game, but not like the Pokemon card game. Uh, but that's a different thing. Uh, so uh, I participated in the 200 word RPG challenge, and the in name only is an up an expanded version of what i made for that and uh doug was super excited about it so he jumped in and now's a great point where doug can introduce himself sure uh so i'm doug levandowski uh, i've designed a few things uh some of which are actually still in print um <laughs> uh but my most recent one uh is kids on bikes with uh hunter's books and renegade games which has been a blast co-designed that with john gilmore uh and then in other stuff, I'm currently on a podcast uh, with Kent and uh, and Kristen's husband, Tim, uh, where we're playing Red Death, uh, a second ed module from D&D that we've updated to fifth ed. So uh, that's been that's been a blast. We've recorded the first arc and that should be starting soon if it hasn't already. Yeah, it's coming soon. It's a lot of fun. And actually, we're about to dive into the second arc at the uh, here soon at the end of this month. So oh, I have such wonderful suffering planned for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk a little bit about in name only. Um, so, Jack, you said it was part of the two, this year's 200 word RPG. Uh, it was actually part of last year's. Oh, okay. And at that time, it wasn't anywhere close to what I what we have now. Um, at that time, I wrote it as, I, I believe it was called Ufology for Beginners. And the idea was uh, the same type of system, which which we'll explain in a, in a moment. But the setting was that aliens had very poorly attempted to invade the planet. And they had done such a bad job of it that it that everybody just assumed that it was some kind of viral marketing plan for some movie. Nobody actually realized that real aliens had invaded the planet. And you were just running around solving problems based on what the DM made up. Um, I didn't even get into the finals for the 200-word uh, RPG challenge for that. And and I think part of that was that at the time it didn't have uh, what you'd call an actionable story. It just had this loose idea. Uh, but I, I, I connected with Doug a little while later and he loved the idea of, you know, your real actual name is your character. Um, there's, there's no separation between the two. And when we talked a little bit about expanding on that idea and over the last year or so we've put together the system that is now it's it's like a 15 page uh micro rpg that you can literally sit down to the table and within say five minutes be running the game right yeah and i think like six of those pages are the first adventure that jack wrote for it Mm -hmm. Um, and then two of those pages are adventure hooks, uh, that, <laughs> so it, it's a really, really short system, um, where 
basically you take your name as an acrostic and your, uh, the letters of your name just determine what your skills are. Uh, and then based on the length of your name, that determines how many pips you add to each of your roles. And that's basically it. Like that's the entirety of character creation. And other than that, you're just you. Um, so for me, uh, if I was playing this game, I would have detection magic and oversized weapons and, uh, I'd be good at unlocking stuff and uh, what's GG is gaming. oh gaming. Yeah. Um, so I'd be good at that. So uh, uh, pretty close actually. <laughs> True to life. Yes. Right. So, so the way that we balance it, because the first question I almost always get is, well, if I've got a really long name, like uh, Fleur Jefferson, uh, you know, why is that going to be the same as somebody whose name is, is toe. Um, and the way it works is the more, the more letters you have in your name related to different skills, the smaller your bonus is. And there are benefits to having more or less depending on what you're doing. Um, but it's all, it's all kind of written in, in a way that is focused more on storytelling. So if you're fighting a group of bandits, maybe you use your, your detection magic to identify some of their weaknesses or to identify a weakness in the environment that will not drop rocks on them. Or you can go really straightforward and use your oversized weapons to just smite them. I think that sounds really cool. I, uh, as I was reading through the game this morning, I actually wrote down what skills the four of us would have. And it's, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty balanced party. So I thought that was, I thought that was great. Um, I would have a lot of magic. Um, I would have knot tying, which I loved. Um, so I, I thought that worked out really well. Yeah. I mean, just looking over the list of the talents and descriptions that go with the name, it, there's just, there's a lot of really cool stuff here. Like, I mean, I've got a small name, so my bonuses would be bigger, but yeah, I like teleportation magic is really like one in my, well, for all of mine, I have knot tying Emotion magic, which I think is just really cool. Emotion mm -hmm, magic, mm -hmm. like, you know, using magic like for emotions and stuff. Um, nature magic. I got a lot of magic. I'm, uh, out of my name, three of them are magic. So. Well, and knot tying is a kind of magic. If, if we've ever seen something <laughs> macrame at a really high level, we know it's really just, it transcends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so far I, I've I've uh, played this with a few people, and everybody tends to have something that that they're pretty happy with. Um, even uh, some of the some of these skills relate to uh, social interactions, and rather than saying you can specifically do this, like intimidate people, or you can specifically lie to people, it relates more to the type of community you're interacting with. So Doug being really good at uh, gaming. The communities that we say that that he's really good with are thieves, soldiers, and other uncommon folk. Um, somebody that's good at chivalry is really good at interacting with nobility. And there's a couple of others mixed in there. So it kind of separates the social interactions from what are you doing and simply who are you doing it with, which, which I think is kind of a unique approach to that. Um, whether or not it's going to work in, in a given setting is totally up to the players though mm -hmm. i i have to say though the the uh skill that i that i like the idea for most and, and doug actually called this out when he was reading through my initial uh descriptions is the lore skill uh doug do you remember the the description for that yeah it's that you um you were obsessed with a certain series that 
when you get transported to this new magical world, you find out uh, wasn't actually fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so like you wind up here and suddenly uh, there's like a hobbit and he's just like, hey. And you're like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> that, that hobbit's wearing a ring and I know how that goes. <laughs> See, I really liked V, which is village politics. Uh, but, you know, looking at the game, I was like, well, I don't have a V in my name. But but you can through, through you know, if you're going to play this game long term, there is progression and advancement. Mm-hmm. So I could get that V eventually. I, I don't know, being like the villainous Kent or whatever. <laughs> the title. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that the progression in the game is really interesting that you can add titles and relics. Let's talk just a little bit about like the uh, the modifiers on mm-hmm. on you know whenever you make rows and stuff like difficulty and and things like that. So sure. the core the core mechanic in the game is you pick a skill that you're using and whether it's a skill that you have because of your name or a skill that you don't because it's not within your name or something that isn't even listed. Um, the general role is you roll a d20. And if you do better than 10, it's a success. If you do worse than 10, it's a failure. And then the way that the DM or uh, storyteller can modify these interactions is by applying check modifiers that they will tell you ahead of time. For instance, if this is a difficult check, then anything less than a 15 is going to fail. If this is a dangerous check and you fail it, it means that you're out of the rest of the scene. in a combat scene, this could be that you're knocked out. In a social scene, this could be that you've embarrassed yourself to the point that nobody's going to pay attention to you anymore. Um, it's kind of up to the D, the uh, the DM and the players to decide what the these results actually mean. And there's a couple of modifiers that are that are also positive. For instance, um, heroic simply means that if you succeed at the check then it has a positive effect on your fame within the world uh, moving mm-hmm. forward. Uh, simple means that, uh, what was it? Uh, you you make the check twice, and if either roll succeeds, then you succeed. That's yeah, sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's basically an, a catch-all that allows the, the whole system to be as minimal as possible, but still uh, provide the flexibility to handle whatever the situation is that you're running into. Um, the DM has the tools to literally make up the mechanics on the fly for what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and all you need to play is just one D 20. This is, mm-hmm. you know, not like everybody needs a full set of polys for each of them. Um, this is just, you could have like one giant foam D 20 that you'd sort of bat around the room and, and use that. <laughs> I like the idea of playing with a giant, just foam D20, you just toss around <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, do you guys want to tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter details? Sure. Um, so when we were first talking about this, we knew we didn't want to do sort of like a big budget, um, complicated kind of thing. Um, and so we agreed that we're going to do this on the cheap. Uh, as Jack has said, this is like a, like a beer money kind of campaign. Uh, <laughs> there are going to be three levels. One, uh, is the, you get the, the game as a PDF and then and that's a dollar. That's a buck, right? Oh, wow. Okay. And then, uh, for two bucks, you can get the deluxe version, which allows you to use not just your real name, but any name you want. Uh, yeah. And then the we, uh, we give you permission to <laughs> right. We allow you your name. <laughs> well, it'll actually be in the rules. We're going to release a different 
uh, a different set of rules. <laughs> it, it'll come with like a small certificate like that. that says right. we give you permission. <laughs> You're not just going to collect addresses to show up at people's right. houses. That's right. <laughs> right. Hello? Oh, you are not named Zizax. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one extra dollar right now, please. <laughs> And then uh, for a little bit more money, we're still finalizing how much exactly that should be. Uh, we have some examples in the book. Uh, and so people can have their name as an example in there uh, for oh. for just a little bit more. So, yeah. And, cool. and we'll be explaining uh, some mechanic or some rule using the actual skills that you have based on your name. Right. Yeah. And uh, we, we agreed we're just going to run it for, for one week. Um, and so we're going to go Wednesday to Wednesday and um, yeah, just, just see what happens. We're not uh, going to hopefully be obsessively hitting refresh, except for right at the beginning and right at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's uh Wednesday, the 23rd of this month uh, to Wednesday, the 30th. Um, okay. And it's, it's again, it's meant to be a relatively quick thing and we're running it as part of the, kickstarter make 100 which is oh, okay uh yeah it's um for for any viewers that don't know it's uh the idea is a bunch of people launch campaigns sometime during uh january and one of the tiers of your campaign has a limit of 100 s slots and offers something unique that the other tiers do not and so our deluxe package which is we give you permission to use a name other than yours is going to be limited to 100 people I think that covers all my notes. Did anybody, is there anything else you want to talk about the game or anything before we wrap up here? Um, one thing that I would like to mention is that if people want to check the game out, uh, they can do that. If they go to bit.ly slash in name only, no spaces, uh, they'll have a PDF of the rules. It won't have the adventure or uh, some of the sort of prompts for later adventures. It'll just be the bare bones, hey, check out the rule system kind of thing. Uh, also, not with the art, um, which Allison Cardinal is uh, working on for us, some some sketches there, uh, just to not have it be just a whole wall of words. So. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, that sounds very cool. Uh, the game sounds just really awesome, like a great storytelling game with, with some really interesting mechanics in it. I'm excited about it uh, for whenever the Kickstarter hits. You know, I'll be I'll be all over it. Um, so anybody got anything else? Before we well, wrap up, uh, you definitely have enough to, you know, run kind of an entry level thing uh, on your own with with what we've shared with you. Mm -hmm. So if you ever want to, you know, pull one of us in for that, we could probably make some time for it. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. I definitely want to get it on the channel, you know, at some point mm -hmm. here. Cool. All right. All right. Well, um, I think that wraps us up. So real quick, if y'all, if Jack and Doug, if you want to talk about where people can find you online or anything else, uh, we'll do that now. Sure. Uh, I am on Facebook mostly, Doug Lewandowski. Feel free to uh, add me as a friend as long as you're not going to not interact with me and then just spam me with uh, your page. Um, or on Twitter, I'm at Levzilla, L-E-V-Z-I-L-L-A. And I'm just on the Facebooks. Uh, Jack Rosetree should be pretty easy to find if you're looking for me. And uh, I, I too, am very protective of myself from spam. So, uh, you know, friend me, say hi, you know, ask me questions, that sort of thing. But if you ask me to like your page, 
I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I will, but we have to have like chatted before. Yeah. No, I feel I feel that's I feel that's <laughs> appropriate. <Yeah>. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, thank you both for coming on and talking about in name only. And, you know, um, I, I hope the Kickstarter goes great for you all. I feel like it really will. Thank well, you. Looking forward to it. And thanks oh. so much for having us on. Yeah, thank you. So one thing that I want to do this year, early this year, um, is I want to find a way to bring in new listeners and, and just kind of, I guess, get the show out there some more. So, um, I was talking over, I think I was talking over with you. I was talking over with, well, actually the idea came from Jeff Stormer on one of it. He does a, a Twitch stream every Friday. Uh, and he was talking and he was talking about doing an iTunes review drive to kind of drive out numbers, which I know he got the idea from the autonomic podcast, which is by, by cat cool and P- pranks, Paul. Uh, I can't remember the other players at the moment, but uh, I'll put it in the show notes, just a link to it. It's a family-friendly podcast, kind of their own own system, own setting and everything that they're doing. But basically they're doing, it's an iTunes review drive. Because if there's anything that helps out podcasts, it's word of mouth and iTunes review. Uh, iTunes, the more reviews you have, it, it, it makes your show more visible. Uh, you get on charts and stuff and maybe they feature you on the front page. So it is really outside of just people telling people about the show, it is really a trackable way of knowing, I guess, how well your podcast is doing or, or to get it out there. So like any good idea, I took it, you know, took it as my own, uh, kind of me and Kristen bad. kind of talked it over a little bit because Kristen's ear as much as this show now as I am uh, with these monthly shows. So people are going to be hearing from you as almost as much as they hear from me. So we bounced it back and forth and, and we've come up kind of like with tiers that we want to do. So right now we are sitting at 15 reviews, which I think is pretty good, you know, for a show that's been going about a year. Uh, pretty good. I'm, I'm happy with it, but I do want to see more. I do want to get the show out there to more people. So what we're going to do, we've set up different tiers, kind of like a Kickstarter with stretch goes. So at 25 iTunes reviews, this is including international reviews and everything, we're going to, once we hit 25 ratings and reviews, it doesn't have to be written reviews, but 25 ratings, hopefully five stars. I'm not going to say it has to be five stars, but hopefully five stars. (laughs) We are going to release a blooper episode. I have been saving up bloopers from the very first episode. I have, I don't know how many hours of bloopers, probably a couple, but as soon as we hit 25 I'm going to edit that thing together and I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, it'll probably just be a special release, but it'll be out there for everyone. Um, I will give you a sneak peek. Kristen knows more than anybody. A lot of the bloopers come from me just trying to get the show started. So it's a lot of me, you know, starting to talk, uh, cursing and starting over. <laughs> but there are beautiful moments during games that just have to be cut because it's, things get a little off the rail. Uh, so, you know, but, but there's a lot of content. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I hope that you add in every time you attempted to say havoc brigade. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a solid eight bloopers from that episode of me <laughs> just increasingly getting frustrated, trying to say havoc brigade, which I can do fine now. So. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, and then once we get to 35 ratings and reviews, 
um, we will do a live Q and A with special guests. Yeah. I'm excited for that one too. Yeah, we're uh, there's going to be a Q and A. Um, I'm going to be on there. Uh, there's going to be some guests. Um, I don't know. I'm, I might see who maybe we've talked about maybe a character coming on for the Q and A to kind of be the oh, cure yeah, to my ear. Right. So that's right. Okay. Um, I might talk to some of our mutual friends in the design community. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, but maybe you'll just end up with me and someone else. But anyways, it'll be a nice live Q and a session that may go off the rails. Who knows? That's part of the fun. I know. Right. <laughs> Got to get those bloopers for the next release. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then at 45, uh, iTunes ratings and r- ratings or reviews, I guess it's just ratings, 45 ratings. I'm going to do something I've wanted to do for a long time. And that is run a live game on YouTube. Um, I don't know what it's be. I don't know what it'll be. I don't have any plans yet because I want to get closer to those. Once we start creeping up on that 45, if we start creeping up on that 45, I'll decide on a game and announce it then. But it will be a live game uh, that people can come in and watch it as it happens and see me make the bloopers live. And then at 55, I, I, I don't know if I'm more excited about this or the blooper episode. This might actually top the blooper episode. At 55 ratings, uh, Kent will run a Spire campaign. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a mini campaign. We're not talking about like a full year, but probably a good <laughs> six to 10 episodes of, of or six to 10 sessions of Spire. It's something I've wanted to do for a while, something I've almost started uh, before, but just it, it just hadn't felt right yet. Like I need to actually need to get a few more runs under my belt of the game. Just one one shots to get it to make sure I have a good feeling of how it should flow and what to expect. But but yeah, once we hit that 55, I'm going to run a mini campaign of Spire. Uh, Kristen's going to be in it because she has always been attached to a Spire campaign that I've been playing or wanting to run. So, yep. But yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, like I said earlier, Spire is it right now is probably my absolute favorite game. So just to get into that world fully and run something, I I really want to get to that 55 pretty quickly. I mean, I want a little bit of time to build the campaign. So it's not like once we hit 55, it'll come out. Like once we, once we get close to 55, I'll start planning it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like I haven't been playing a campaign already, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a notebook full of stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> I do. I do. I have a whole a whole thing. But yeah, at, fit, at 55 ratings and reviews, everyone will get to hear it. Awesome. Um, and once we hit that, I mean, that's all we have right now. I didn't want to get too crazy with anything right now and plan way ahead. So just those four tiers. Uh once again, twenty-five. It'll be at twenty-five ratings. It'll be a blooper episode. Thirty-five. It'll be a Q and A, a live Q and A. Uh, at forty-five, a live game on YouTube, and then at fifty-five, the Spire campaign. And once we hit that, we'll see where we go after that. Yeah, maybe we'll have a new tier for sixty-five with something else exciting. All right. You know what? I think now is a good time to wrap up. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think we hit everything we set out to hit on this episode. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we were able to talk about some of our favorite games from 2018 and set some goals for 2019. So I'm feeling good about this episode and very much looking forward to the next one. 
Yeah, me too. Um, we're definitely going to get deeper into things on the next episode. Probably talk. Well, who knows yet? We'll, but we'll start working on that now and figure out our plan for for next month's episode. But I think this is a good kind of pilot episode for for what we're going to be doing here. Whatever we end up calling this thing, um, it, you'll know when we know. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I am, again, Kent Blue. Uh, you can find me mostly on Twitter. I run the Road to Play podcast Twitter at Road to Play Pod. Uh, on Facebook, Road to Play Podcast. Pretty much if you search Road to Play Podcast anywhere, you'll find us. Kristen, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Kristen Devine, or on Twitter at Kristen is no Jedi. Or on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Dice Up Games. And finally at diceupgames.com for more information about our uh, games and hacks. All right. And so, with all that said, I think the last thing to do is just to remind everybody to get out there, have fun, and roll to play. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit roll2playpodcast.com for more information. R O L L 2playpodcast.com. Like us over on Facebook at Row 2 Play Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Row 2 Play Pod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Row2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit SoundCloud.com slash Tritachion.